0: I'd like to begin by telling a story about a conversation I had with my father. Now, it's Mother's Day. You'll see the connection. But my father, it was about a few years after I I was ordained as a priest. My father asked me to visit him. And we sat down, and he started saying, You know, when I was a child, everything was very clear. You knew what was right and what was wrong. And you had to follow the rules. If you didn't follow the rules, you were punished. And you learn to fear God. But you know what? The church is so confusing since Vatican II. It talks about all, always about love. And that just makes things messy. And I'm just just listening to my father. I could could hear the sadness in his voice. I could hear the frustration and the struggles he's having in his heart. Eventually, I just said, Jim, you know this this love thing? Do you know when it started? Did Jesus talk about love? He goes, well, I know Jesus talked about love. I know that. But it just screwed up everything. It's all we focus on is love. And the whole time he's telling me this. My mother is sitting next to him, holding his hand, being with him in his struggle, caring for him in his pain. Love is messy. That's the truth about the gospel. And if anyone thinks the gospel is easy and wonderful and joyful, it's hard. Doesn't mean there's no joy in it, but it's hard and difficult. Love is not easy. We hear in the gospel, actually five times the word love is used, or loved is used. That's just a short passage of the gospel, in John's gospel. Just imagine how many times we hear about love in John's gospel. But the whole concept of love, Jesus says very clearly, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. I'm sure my dad, if he heard that, would say, "See, there's rules, commandments." But what is the commandments? Sometimes we think, "Oh, the Ten Commandments. They're easy." I mean, I, I know I'm not killing anyone. Though Jesus says, Even "If we're angry, we're killing someone." But Jesus' commandments—he's given us constantly: "Love one another as I have loved you. Love your enemies." Do good to those who curse you. Do not curse them. These are not easy things to do. Not easy to follow. Because what Jesus is really saying is, in this whole passage, is follow me. How I have done, so you must do. Follow me. And that's not easy. This whole love thing isn't easy. Most often we think about love, we think about, oh, I love I love Chocolate. I love ice cream. I love cake. I love this person. You know, if my mom and dad didn't love each other, I wouldn't be here. I'm number, number, number 12, so I wouldn't be here. So they loved each other. But the love that Jesus speaks about is not about this, this passion of loving something. It's about giving oneself to the other, which is what he did, right? Didn't he do that? He gave his life even to the point of death for us. That's love. That's so totally unconditional. Not, I'll love you if you do something. I love you. I'll give my life for you. Now, I don't think any of us here may be asked to give our life for Christ. But it is giving of ourselves. Being there for one another when I don't want to be for one another. Holding your spouse's hand when you'd rather not be there because it's difficult. Think about the experiences you have of your mother and how our mothers have loved us. My mother, with all the kids around the table, I never, growing up, I never saw her eat with us. She had made sure we all got enough food, all 16 of us. She sat, I mean, I'm sure she ate when she was cooking, but you know I didn't see her eat. You know, but she always was thinking about us. And when I had a boo-boo, she kissed it. How many mothers have done that? Or grandmothers? Giving of oneself. It's, it's really, it's, it's something we don't think about, but it's really giving of ourselves when it's inconvenient and when it's difficult. We hear in the first reading, Philip going to Samaria. Now we're thinking, oh, we went from Phoenix to Scottsdale. So, Samaria is not a place to go to. The Jews did not like the Samaritans. They hated the Samaritans. And Philip went to Samaria where the Samaritans are. Talk about being difficult. And he went there and shared the good news with them. Healing them. Encouraging them to live the gospel, and then Peter and John coming to them and saying, You've, "This is wonderful what you're doing. Let's, let's lay hands upon them; they may receive the Spirit." I think the connection between love and the Spirit is so so close. The Spirit is what moves us to be the people of love, the compassion. The Spirit moves us, and we all receive the Spirit in baptism. Now, when when Philip baptized these people, he just baptized in the name of Jesus. They missed something, or they're missing something. So Peter and John come, and they anoint them with the Holy Spirit. And now they're filled to go out and love other people, maybe even the Jewish people, the enemy, to love. How many here are going to celebrate in some way Mother's Day with their mother or children? or grandchildren, or nephews and nieces. had one person tell me yesterday, um, he was going to the cemetery to visit his mother. And one person lived with, every Mother's Day, he buys a rose for his mother, who died 20 years ago. Always thinks about his mother, who was the example to him of what it meant to be loving. In the second reading, Peter says, you know, we're called to share the faith. You know, we're called to share it. But we're called to it in such a way that we're gentle. We're reverent for each other. We're doing good for others. And people might persecute us, may hate us, but we're doing it out of love. Because the Spirit of God invites us and moves us to do it out of love. The invitation for us today, the good news for us today is the Spirit is with us to be people of love and compassion, like Jesus. Not like the world, but like Jesus. And that sometimes is wonderful, and sometimes it's challenging. My last story I want to share with you is a story that happened to me in college. Yes, many years ago. Um, And while I was in college, I was living with other students who were discerning if they wanted to join my religious community, called the Croziers. So I was discerning, should I become a priest and all that. I'm going to school and living with these, with, with these Crozier priests. And middle of the night, everyone's in bed. I'm upstairs typing my paper. I'm what they call a typewriter. It's, I know, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> we didn't have computers in those days. Typewriter. And I'm typing away. And I'm probably in my fifth draft. Starting all over again, fifth draft. Typing away. And the doorbell, doorbell rings around 2 o'clock in the morning. So I go downstairs, open the door, and here's all I smell was alcohol. May I help you? And the guy goes, kind of talked to one of the priests. In being so compassionate, right, I'm so compassionate. No. <laughs> They're asleep, come back in a few hours. And I closed the door. Went upstairs to my typewriter, put my fingers on the keys and said, what did I just do? What did I just do? I remember praying right there, Lord, I'm so sorry. I turned you away. You came to me, and it was your inconvenient. It wasn't my time to do this. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. If you ever come again, I'm going I'm to respond immediately, immediately to you. And the doorbell rang again. <laughs> really. And I went downstairs, opened the door. Sure enough, the same person's there. And he just looks at me and says, can I talk with you? okay come on in went to the kitchen sat down made some coffee he just wanted someone to listen to him and his struggles and his pain not to answer it not to make it all better just to listen that's what it means to follow the gospel of love when it's inconvenient when it's difficult we're giving our all even when we don't want to parents when you said yes to each other, it wasn't only when I feel good, in good times and in bad, in sickness and in health. To stay there that, that love is a commitment to give each other, that's the commitment that Jesus did for us. Even when it's inconvenient and difficult. We gather around the table of the Lord today to be nourished, not just to be, feel wonderful, but to share what we have received. Christ's love. Christ life. May we hear that call, be filled with the Spirit, and share the good news.